now that I know that I found the place that I was designed to be in, I just simply lean. Every day I get up and I lean into my design. And how much more fun can you have in life than that? And all the other challenges, challenges are part and parcel of growth. Who doesn't want to grow? Everyone says they want to grow, but they don't want to do the things that cause growth. Pain causes growth, right? Starting or growing your business is hard work. But now you are listening to the Better Business Podcast with me, Steve Cook, and I'm going to try and make it a little easier on you. We on this podcast help you grow a better business with real advice from professionals. And today is no different. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Better Business Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Cook. And today I have a gentleman by the name of Frank Sinclair. He was born and raised in a rural racially and socially segregated North Carolina town and is the second of 15 children. Frank eventually joined the Air Force at 18 years old and rose to begin the second youngest person of his rank. After that, he had a long journey battling hopelessness, homelessness, and alcoholism. Using those things to his advantage, he is now a life coach and business consultant in the Colorado Springs and tries to help restore individuals' hope reclaim their dreams, and orchestrate a plan to achieve what it is you seek out of life. He has been what I've seen referred to as the CEO, the Chief Encouragement Officer. Frank, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, Steve, thank you for having me, my friend. I want to get into, uh, you know, some some different nuances of what you feel like it is to um, encourage someone to dream again and, and how you kind of go through this process with individuals. But if you had to kind of sum it up, I guess, and maybe a, a short summary or something like that, if somebody has lost their ability to dream or, or maybe you could say has become unmotivated or something like that, how do you start dreaming again? Well, I believe that most of the people dream in the context of, uh, uh, something different than what they are. So that's how we start. So uh, uh, we, I believe that the natural course of a person's story leads to their purpose. And when you can unwrap uh, the purpose in your life, the reason that you were put on planet Earth, uh, then dreams are much easier to see and vision. So that's the starting point for Dream Again Business Consulting. So, you know, maybe... A good place to start would be kind of your your journey. First off, I have to address the second of 15 kids, all from the same two parents? No, no, eight of us from the same parents. Seven are from um, my mom and dad split up, and they had my mother had two more children, and my dad had five more. That's <laughs> that's an insane amount of kids, though. Even eight with the same, That's uh, that's an insane amount of kids. But that's in modern times, Steve. If you lived and grew up where I was, it was quite common. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> tell me, tell me a little bit about your story. Is is maybe why you're so passionate about this topic? Um, you know, and kind of the some of the stuff I'd seen on your website. It seems like you had hit some different low points in your life. Um, is is that maybe some of the lowest that you've been? Was that after the military? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. My seventh year in the military, as I mentioned, I rose to be the second youngest person in my rank in the entire Air Force. Um, uh, so it was obvious that I had talent, skills, and abilities, but yeah. I didn't have confidence, and I grew up with a heart full of uh, insecurity and lack of success. I didn't know what that looked like. Well, it scared me in my seventh year. So I began hearing these voices that told me you're a fraud. They're going to find you out. It's just a matter of time. And I began to drink heavily to try to stop the voices in my head. And in the midst of that, I ended up sabotaging my Air Force career, which led me to a time in homelessness here in Colorado Springs. Wow. So, you know, I think that that's kind of a misconception that a lot of people would think that you would get to that point in your life would be um, not taking care of business. But it seems like you're you're saying rather you were really taking care of business so much to the point that you got intimidated by it almost. Uh, not almost. <laughs> I got intimidated. When I was 25 years old, when I reached that rank, I looked as though I was 19. So I was the poster board for the Air Force at that time on the cover of magazines and just being heralded as the next uh, wonderkin uh, 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 in the Air Force. And I got horribly uh, intimidated by that space I was in. So I think that, you know, in this instance, it seems like maybe prevention is, is worth a pound of cure for a lot of, a lot of this that we might be t getting into today. But if you had to tell someone to not get to that point, um, whether it's they, they lose everything or they, like you said, they, they become to almost sabotage themselves in some sort of way, how would you recommend that someone prevent this low point in their life? Or how, how would you tell someone, you know, this is where I've been and this is how you prevent from getting to that point? I don't try to prevent, Steve, because some of these things we simply need to walk to in order to mature. Uh, become the person that we were created and put on earth to be. So, you know, I tell my story, people unravel it and unwrap it as they choose. Uh, take the pieces out that might be helpful for them uh, because story was meant to inspire others forward. So typically people can relate because they've already gone to low spots. They don't have to end up as a homeless guy in the park to be low. There's a lot of definitions of low. So yeah, I, I, I would never try to keep someone from going through experiences that, that ultimately they grow from. Are you, are you actually, you know, and I, I think that this might come off as kind of a weird question, but in some ways or, or altogether, are you glad that you went to some of the, the low places that you went? I'm absolutely glad, you know, good grief. It's not as though I came out on the other side and since that day it's just been rainbows and, you know, <laughs> and those types of things. Life is tough. If, if we can start it from that starting point in humanity and in a personal work is tough, it, it just is. So I don't think that we should try to flavor it any other way. But what prepares us for it is experience. You can't read yourself through dealing with the internal uh, parts of who you are and the things that hold you back. You have to experience stuff. So, yeah, I would not change a darn thing uh, in retrospect as I look back. You know, you do 
like we were talking about before we started recording, you do some some speaking and things like that. But with the business owners and the the people that you work with, do most people reach out to you when they are at their lowest point, or do a lot of people reach out to you maybe to try to um, prevent it or something like that, like we were just talking about? Well, most people that I engage have gone through low points. I don't know if it's their lowest point yet. <laughs> and that's a very difficult thing to predict. But, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, and low point is different for all people because we're all different. So, uh, but people have gone through low points. They've uh, struggled and, and, and they just have, they, they have a misdefinition in my mind of what it takes to build business and they turn it inward and create uh, much worse uh, spaces for themselves because they thought it was going to happen. So their expectation, I, I let me just wrap it up this way, Steve. Uh, on one hand is your expectation. On the other hand is your reality. In between mm -hmm. those two spaces is what I call the anxiety space, right? Mm -hmm. So really, where you're going to move is what you do with the anxiety in between expectations and reality. Mm -hmm. I've heard, uh, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Tony Robbins. I've heard him talk a lot about um, kind of that same thing, that that's where lies a lot of people's disappointment. And um, you could even say like uh, uh, depression and things like that is from in between that point of where they are now and where they think that they should be at this point in their life, whether it's, you know, they, they think they're not here at a certain destination yet, or they think that um, they've, they hit it too early and then they're already past it or anything like that. You know, I'll be perfectly honest, and no knock on Tony. I know he's an incredible human, but I've never listened to him once. So I'm glad that um, uh, my perspective is affirmed by him. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about somebody that, you know, the the most common, when I first saw, you know, kind of the, the premise of your website and things like that as I was uh, doing some studying uh, about you is um, the first thing I thought of is, you know, I want to ask him, what would he say to someone that is maybe struggling with motivation to work hard or struggling with the motivation to maybe even get up um, in the morning or something like that? Um, that was kind of where my mind went first. And I know that might be kind of um, even more basic than what you typically deal with or something. But what would you kind of say or what were the steps you go through with someone in that situation? Well, first of all, I would affirm with them just how incredible they are, how amazing they are, how little of that that they've tapped into and given an opportunity to unfold and blossom in their lives. So let's talk about reality, you know, because what they're believing is fiction, right? It really is. And if a person believes that about themselves, that's in entirely false. All of it is. The truth is that you have an incredible amount of opportunity and you have an incredible amount of potential that lies inside of you. And you need to believe that. And until you can believe it, I'll believe it for both of us until we get there. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say to to someone that, um, you know, maybe their business isn't working out or it's not doing good? You know, do you think that a lot of this motivation and, and um, just someone that's having issues with that motivation, do you think it's 
some of it is reality based that maybe they're not running a good business? I mean, do you get into that where you're like, hey, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but you need to go get a job. You know, I, I mean, do you do you run into instances like that? Yeah. And I don't say I don't I do not mind. To me, I'm being the bearer of good news when I tell someone that because it's not the space for everyone. It really isn't. You know, we we talk about passion a lot in business, and you know this, Steve. Passion is the word du jour, right? <laughs> I've got passion for this space. Well, did you know that passion comes from the Latin word passio, P-A-S-S-I-O, which means suffering? So it's, that's why Mel Gibson's movie was called The, the, the Passion of the Christ, right? Because yeah. he was directly into suffering. So really, do you understand what passion means? Have you found something that you're willing to die for? Mm-hmm. Uh, you found something that you're willing to pay the price, the pain for, and et cetera. If not, you really haven't discovered a passion. Hmm. So let me ask you this. If you, if someone's in a job or someone owns a business or something like that, and they don't like what they're doing and maybe they've even bounced around. You know, we get a lot of applications in here, Frank, that for, to work for our business. And I mean, I, I counted up one day, I think it was nine jobs that somebody had had in like a little over a year. It was like a year and a half and they had had nine jobs. I'm like, I, you can't even get somebody enrolled in that amount of time, you know? So I think of somebody like that or somebody that maybe works, even if they work at a job for one year, they quit, change another job, work somewhere two years, quit, change another job. Do you think that you can learn to like a job or do you think that you, everyone has a specific career, has a specific job out there that they could fall in love with? I mean, how do you stand on that? Well, I, I think, I don't know how old you are, Steve, 30. but I'm old. You're 30? Uh-huh. Oh, my. You're young. My, you're, you're younger than my youngest child. Oh, so. no. <laughs> you are. So it was quite, that was quite surprising for me that you would even ask that question. Because a new economy of business that people, they're looking to matter. They're looking to make a difference. They're looking to find cultures that create space for them where they get up and make a difference. So they don't care if it's six months, eight months or whatever. If it's not doing that, they book, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. leave. Right. So that's just a new economy of business and, and uh, uh, business owners are going to have to adapt. Uh, so that's just simply the way it is. Uh, and people old like me have a very difficult time adapting to that. We used to look at uh, resumes and if you had switched jobs more than twice in five years, we wouldn't even talk to you in an interview. Yeah. And that's, right? I'm thrilled with that now. I mean, if, if somebody has had a job for longer than two years, like, hey, get them, get them, book them. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I believe in it with every fiber of my being that every human being was created to be in a space designed specifically for them. It doesn't mean there's not a million people doing the same thing or the same job descriptor, but no one can do it quite like you. You were designed for a specific, a specific uh, task, business, and, and place that you were designed to be in. If you find that, everything changes because people aren't energized to do things they weren't designed to do. And if people find things they were designed to do, then the energy follows. 
Otherwise, it's, oh, my God, I got to get out of bed again and go to that place and et cetera. It's a pain. And trust me, I did it for over 30 years, 35 years, going to places that I couldn't stand being at. Had children in college. The practicality of it is sometimes you have to do that. But the new economy of business is that people are doing it less and less. So, you know, it's it's funny as you're talking about that, I, I was thinking about a business owner because a business owner can be kind of stuck um, at certain points because they have a obligation. Sometimes it's financially, they're maybe they're more, maybe they've mortgaged their home for a line of credit or something like that. So a business owner is kind of stuck in a lot of ways. But as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about you know, there's nuances of uh, that a business owner could switch. Perhaps they're dreading going to work every day because um, they hate talking to customers um, and they could kind of switch their role in the business um, and put somebody else in charge of that. Or, or maybe it's their bookkeeping. They hate working on books and they just want to go talk to people. Do you ever deal with, with business owners that maybe they, they hate what they're doing, but you find out, well, it's just because you hate this portion of what you're doing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I should just send them to you, Steve, because you just described it absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Right. You need to find your lane and stay in that. Right. But most business owners are, first of all, too insecure uh, to give up because it feels as though you're giving some control of your baby away. It's almost like trying to rip a baby out of the arms of a mother. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Oh, you cannot have my baby, yeah. <laughs> right? And and you your division of it or dividing up the certain tasks are exactly what business owners need to do. Find out what their lane in that business is, and do that. Hand off the rest to capable people that can do those tasks and and create a, a movement for them. What would you say to someone that um, perhaps you're talking to them and and you kind of go down the line like that? We figure out, um, hey, they hate this portion of their job. Maybe they've got some toxic uh, people that work for them, and and we find out, well, we just need to lay them off and um, maybe change the position around or change their um, business around in a certain way. But they, I find this with my employees sometimes is is you you find the solution and you're like, well, this was what needs to be done, and they say, I can't afford that. Or I can't, you know, I can't go this long without a paycheck or I can't go this long with, you know, being able to afford this or that. Do you ever come to that where you're like, okay, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, do you ever get to a point where you're like, I don't know what to tell you. That guy? Yeah, I think everyone has to come to that point. You have to have the courage to do that because you know, sometimes it's simply not a fit. Uh, a lot of people say, man, I just hate firing people. You know, when I was doing... I don't like the word management, but when I was doing leadership roles uh, in corporate life, I didn't mind firing people at all because, quite frankly, I am holding them back from moving into a space where they need to be by holding on to them. It's a win-win for both of us. So my perspective is when you're sitting in my office, listen, Joe, I really want you to succeed in life. I want you to create the very, very best space for you and your family that you can. And if you're sitting here and we're having this conversation, I'm sure you know that this isn't it. So yeah. the best place for both of us and the best opportunity for you is to find something you were designed to do. That's a great way to look at that. 
Um, what is the, what would you say, you know, whether it's, it could be your own story or, or somebody that you've worked with is the lowest that you've seen someone that has had one of the best, um, trajectory stories that you can think of. Mm, I, I don't know if I'm following the question. What is, uh, I guess, a, a, an incredible comeback story where you've seen somebody at their lowest, maybe they, they were about to have to foreclose on their business or something similar to that, or, um, you know, similar to your story where maybe somebody was struggling with alcoholism or something like that, and now they have an incredible uh, business or anything like that. What is, what is you know, maybe somebody that you've worked with that uh, has a, a great story? Well, we had lots of great stories because, but, you know, alcohol and addiction, those things get all the headlines because, you know, they're, the reason they do is because they're not the ordinary story, right? Yeah. So coming those stories are uh, tough. I was an alcoholic myself, so uh, that's what my failure drove me to or my mindset drove me to. But uh, I work with a guy that does an incredible uh, uh, work, uh, in the, um, and, and, the um, physical training arena, you know, this guy was designed for this, you know, and he, but the stories that he tells himself creates something totally different. Right. So had quit, totally quit doing what he was designed to do and had gone back and just was struggling just to make it in a run-of-the-mill job and and came back and was able to see as he walked through the course of his story he could see why uh, the narrative was uh, creating a negative space for him and he flourishing in the work that he was designed to do that's awesome um when I think about people that are able to change from job to job, it's almost kind of uh, makes me jealous that, you know, somebody could just uh, try a job out. They don't like it and they can go on to another job. You know, it's 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 kind of that would be uh, nice to have every once in a while to, to just get to experiment with the certain things. But as a business owner and, and perhaps, you know, I think that the majority of people listening to this are business owners for a business owner, that's not really a reality. You can't get into a business that, that sizable of a business. You know, a lot of businesses you could, I guess, service-based businesses and things. Um, but the majority of businesses take quite a bit of money to get started uh, at in some capacity, depending on what type of business it is. How does someone figure out their dream job as far as a business is concerned or something like that without just experimenting with a bunch of different deals is do, do you have any tricks or, or, or ways that somebody can figure out what they were meant to do? Well, uh, once again, I, I'll, I'll circle back to what I said before. It, it takes courage. It really does to dig down and see inside of yourself and says, and say, you know what, here's a pain point of points of my journey. What have they done for me? Did they create for me or did they drag me back? So we, we, we need to really honestly deal with us. Uh, you were talking about toxicity and business the other day. Often I'm telling business owners, look in the mirror and make sure that the toxicity isn't coming from there <laughs> because we have, toxicity is always about someone else, right? It's never about us. And that's just simply ridiculous on the face of it because everyone carries some toxic ten tendencies inside of them. That's just humanity, right? Just being honest about humanity yeah. and 
about who I am. So if you get to the space where you can be that transparent, vulnerable with yourself, I believe you can find the space that you're supposed to be in before you make those big money decisions to uh, borrow, invest, angel fund, however it is that you're funding business and, and throwing a lot of uh, money against the wall and see if it sticks. And because once you know that you're there, Steve, you're not going to want to do anything else. Yeah. I mean, you can pivot to other, uh, uh, other additions to the business. But when you know foundationally that you found your space, why would you want to do something else? People tell me, you know, I'm 65 years old now. I've been I spent a lot of time not as a business owner, <laughs> a lot of time. And now that I know that I found a place that I was designed to be in, I just simply lean. Every day I get up and I lean into my design. And how much more fun can you have in life than that? And all the other challenges, challenges are part and parcel of growth. Who doesn't want to grow? Everyone says they want to grow, but they don't want to do the things that cause growth. Pain causes growth, right? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen some kid shoot up from four feet ten to six foot ten? Ask him how painful that was. Yeah. <laughs> right? Check in right. on those shins. <laughs> exactly. Growth is painful, and if you don't want to endure pain, you simply are lying to yourself about your desire to grow. Hmm. That's great <laughs> points. Um, so typically, with my guests, I. I have one final question, but the final question is usually someone that has, is just starting out a business or has plateaued their business. Um, but I think that given the, the, uh, theme of this conversation, it would be most applicable to someone that has maybe plateaued in their business. Um, and the question is, is what would you say to someone with all of the knowledge that you have about, you know, people that are at their low points and, and you going through your individual, um, struggles with different low points in your life in everything, you know, about that and getting to the other side, if you had to boil it all down to one central theme or thought, what would you say to someone that has plateaued in their business? Well, that's a good question. I don't believe in plateauing. <laughs> <laughs> I just simply don't believe it. So, so it's hard for me to answer that question, right? To me, there's always more creativity. There's always more possibilities. Obviously, you just haven't brought the right people in your tribe to uncover and unwrap those things. It doesn't have to come from you. It really doesn't. If your business is plateaued, that means a part of your business may have plateaued. Your business hasn't plateaued. You mm -hmm. simply haven't discovered the possibilities yet. So get outside of that comfort zone and start unwrapping the uh, infinite possibilities of your dream. Man, <laughs> Frank, thank you so much for... Uh for being on. I hope I have, uh, I hope, uh, I have some people that needed to hear this. I, I think that, you know, everybody at different points, um, this applies to them. It just depends on kind of where you're at, um, at this moment. Um, if somebody wants to talk to you or, or, or get a hold of you, I'm, I'm sure in this day and age, you do a lot of virtual stuff, right? You're not just, uh, accustomed to working with people in Colorado. Right. Virtual is good. We, uh, you know, I, I was not a fan just like any old person you know, 
first had to engage, I jumped right into my cultural norm. Yeah, Frank but, had yeah. a Frank had a steam coming out of his ears before the interview because his, his uh, laptop was giving him issues. So that's right. <laughs> <laughs> And then I looked at the infinite possibilities, what, what uh, technology brings and oh, how grateful I should be uh, in the midst of living in a time that has this possibility as well. So, yeah, uh, online, Zoom, we can Zoom it, uh, meet whatever way that you would like to. Uh, I'm game. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you. Appreciate you too, my friend. Thank you for allowing me to be on. Hey, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Better Business Podcast with me, your host, Steve Cook. You know, starting or growing a business is hard work. So I hope that today's advice made it just a little bit easier for you. We'll be sharing more about this exact topic all this week on my social platforms. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, or if you would like to get a a personalized blog post from me on this topic, you can join my email list and I will send you an email once a week. You can check the show notes to subscribe to that or find me on my website, whatever's easier for you. Now get out there and go grow a better business with this advice from today's Real Pros. Thank you for listening. Thank you.